I want to speak. It's just one verse, or part of a verse in Psalm 69, verse 9. I'm going to read from the NIV. And it's just part of a verse, really. And then I'm going to share a few things. While you're turning to that, we're just going to pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you're here. We thank you that you're so good. And as we read your word, we just pray now that your word is life. It's living and active. It divides, it divides joints and marrow, soul and spirit. It uh, opens the, the thoughts and intents of our heart and lays them bare before Almighty God who sees all. So let your living word uh, be active, activated, energized, released, enlivened, come alive in our hearts tonight. I thank you, Father, that when I read your word, there are those moments by the power of your spirit when it becomes life, because it is life. Your word is life. So may that be the case to our hearts and lives tonight as we read something in your word and may it become life to us and alive in us through the power and person of the Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. So Psalm uh, 69 and verse, part of verse 9 reads like this. It's a psalm of David, and it reads, uh, zeal for your house consumes me. It's a term of a phrase more than even the whole verse. Zeal, David um, is lamenting what's going on around him in the world, but he's crying out to God, and uh, he's lamenting the fact that people, the world is coming against him, but he's crying out, the context is he cries out to God uh, for, for his saving power, and he nails his colors to the masts, and I follow you with all my heart. And he, 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 ter- he says this term, this phrase in verse 9 of Psalm 69, zeal for your house consumes me. And uh, we're just going to look at that. Uh, in, during the course of this evening. And the, the theme that I want to look at is consumer or consumed. We live in a consumer society. And so if you want a title, if you're going to write anything down, it's looking at, are we a consumer or are we consumed? And David says, zeal for your house consumes me. What does that mean? We're going to look at that and uh, for our lives. Uh, so we, we now and again in the evening, we're just looking at this theme of detoxing our soul, soul detox and that's what I'm looking at and this is one message of a number that will appear over the next number of months um, it's a theme that we're looking at together under the theme of soul detox and if you can remember we introduced this a little while ago uh, as we looked at really restoring vibrant faith in modern life it, the world in which we live the, the, the sort of the society, life lifestyle, modern life gadgets uh, pollution the type of food we eat, the way we, we rush around, our lifestyle. Um, some uh, sociologists are saying it's, life is, modern life is, can be quite toxic. So you're encouraged to have a, uh, you know, uh, go on a detox. And so some people will, uh, you know, escape to the country, watch what they eat, uh, drink just water. You know, um, we're finding that um, today more and more in life uh, we have getting more allergies and uh, we're becoming allergic to, to certain things. And uh, th- there's this idea that, that things are toxins. And in the human body, the body is um, God. We're designed wonderfully by Almighty God that we get rid of certain toxins, uh, you know, uh, things like the liver and the kidneys. Um, are designed uh, to deal with the, some of the, the things in our bodies and toxins in our bodies that can actually detox us. And then we're encouraged to, to look at life and, and to, to really try and make some lifestyle changes. 
toxins and toxic life. And so toxins are things that does our bodies harm. It's poisons in the body. And if we don't do something about them, then they can uh, begin to cause the body to deteriorate and we can get all sorts of allergies uh, on, a, on a, uh, uh, one level. And on another level, we can, our bodies can almost give up. And I wanted to look at some of the spiritual toxins uh, in modern life, in 21st century life, we don't realise that there are a number of things that I've found to be toxic and uh, they can creep up. Certain things in our spirit life, our soul life. And so we're just looking at this idea of detoxing and looking at our soul life, our spiritual life. How can we have a, a sense of vibrant, real, alive faith, trust in Jesus Christ and combine that with the life and lifestyle and the age in which we live. And there's some things that we can do in life. And I want to just share some things that I would say can become toxic if you're not careful. And we just need to detox them. So one of them is this area of consumerism and the consumer society. Are we consumed or are we a consumer? The consumer society, believe it or not, whether you like it or not, whether you want to be in it or not, we are part of and live in a consumer society. Particularly in the 20th century, has been an explosion of making things and buying things like there's never been before. And a consumer society is a social and economic order of life that encourages the purchase of goods and services in a continued and greater, greater measure. In other words, life. It's a society. It's a life. A consumer society is a society that encourages us to buy things. We make things. We buy things. We make more things and buy more things. We consume. We have. We get. And um, that's why in our economy, in a downturn in our economy, when things crash... We're told the only way to get out of a crash is spend more. We're going to buy our way out of this. It's part of a consumer society. Now you might say, well, you know, big deal. what's that got to do with you know, believing in God and praying and knowing the power of the Holy Spirit? Well, it's got a lot, actually. In actual fact, it's got nearly everything uh, we don't realise. Um, a consumer society basically says this, although it doesn't shout it out loud... But basically, underlying, subconsciously, it says this. Personal happiness is based on what I have and what I achieve. We make things to buy more things. We make more things to buy more things. And we're sold something in every advert that you need this. You must have this. You've got to get this. It's the best, it's the latest, and you'll need this. No, life isn't any good without this. And, uh, you know, you and I see this, imbibe this, you know, and it's, it's coming at us all the time. And so it's a whole society, it's a whole life, it's an order, it's the way things are around here in the world in which we live. I'm not suggesting that we can go away and escape from it, but it's how do we live in it? Because Jesus was able to live in things but not be part of everything. That's the amazing thing about Jesus. And we've got to find the art, the way of living in this, yet maybe not being completely part of all of it. Uh, Because if you let it become you, woe for your soul because you might gain the whole world but really lose your life Jesus talked about this a lot not just to the rich people of his day but talked about life we're going to look at that so um, the idea of consuming then is we make more, we buy more we live in a buy more world 
Hence, we spend our way out of a recession. And that's why economists were saying we need to borrow more. In actual fact, our borrowing's going up. It's not going down. And we need to borrow more to put it into projects to spend more. Now, there is a logic in that, and uh, it doesn't seem logical to me, but that's, you know, there is a logic to some degree in that, the way our economy is structured. But that's the type of world in which we live. It's called a consumer society. Well, okie dokie. All said and done. Big deal. Whoopie-doo. What about all that? Well, you and I live in that. And we imbibe that. Everyone does in the Western world. We imbibe all of that, no matter how spiritual you think you are, because we're immersed in it. And uh, there's a couple of things that I want to say. These are some of the toxins, and this is something we're going to look at. And then we're going to look at how we can deal with this and refresh and restore our souls in Jesus Christ. Social scientists have observed life. These are people, psychologists, um, sociologists, economists, etc., etc., etc. Anyway, in the art of social science, there's a number of things people look at. And this is what they say when they observe life. And there's a couple of things. And then when we look at some of these things, you'll find out how toxic they really are to spiritual life and to a life in living in God and living for Jesus. When we talk about wanting a revival in our land. Listen to this. So a couple of things. Number one, um, a consumer life, a consumer world, living to get more, buy more, achieve more, do more, have more, even though you might think, I haven't got much, we've got a lot more than we've ever had in years gone by, right? But that type of setup, even if you think, you kid yourself that, hey, I'm not on that treadmill. You want to come to my house. I don't have this, I have that. But it's, the, it's more than that. Let, let me just say a few things. This is what social scientists have found behind all of that. Consumer stuff, getting stuff, getting more stuff, it leads to a focus on things. Stuff. More stuff. The society in which we live is obsessed, focused with stuff. <laughs> I've got one a bit of stuff. Be careful how we say that. <laughs> I've got something. <laughs> it's, it's called an iPad. I'm not obsessed by it, I can assure you. And it's not wrong to have things. But the society in which we live, all the adverts say, you're worth it. Because you're worth it. You need this. You must have this. You now need the next one. You need version 6, 6S, 5S, whatever it is. You need the next. You must have this. Now, that type of environment, it leads to a focus on stuff, things. The material, in other words. The material. This life is what it is. This is, this is as good as it gets heaven forbid but this is you just have to have more stuff more things and you'll be happy 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 what it does it absolutely builds a toxin it can build something in our souls whereby we live for material stuff material things things but we're called to love God and love others as ourselves people People matter. Not, it's not the things. It's not things that matter. But what I'm saying is this. The, this. the society we live in gears us up. No matter how much you try and resist it. Sounds a bit doom and gloom, doesn't it? But it's not. Because we've been made alive in Christ. We've been transformed by the renewing of our minds. So this is how we can get past all of this. 
Second thing that we see, so that, that is massive. That's massive when we want to talk about, you know, revival in the land and God, because people are geared up with what they see and what they get. That's what we're all geared up for. It's, a tox, it's toxic. It's an absolute toxin for the soul. If all I live for is stuff, hey, it's not wrong in having stuff. It's not wrong to have things. But if that's all I live for. Second thing that we see is this. Uh, the second thing, it leads to a, 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 the material. Second thing is it, it leads to a focus. So our focus is on the material. Get it? Second focus, our focus is on me. Your focus will be on you. Now you're probably saying to me, get away Adrian. How dare you say that? My focus is not on myself. What are you on about? But this is the gist of it. This is the spirit. This is the ethos. This is the heart behind this sort of consumerism. Stuff, things, get more. It leads to a society that's very, very me-based. I need that. I've got to get that. I, I need to have that. Me, 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 me. I, I, we do, you know, you know, when you have sport relief, children in need, we live in a nation that does give. I'm not all being all doom and gloom. But I, we're sold something that is toxic. It leads to, most social scientists are saying this, how do we change society? We need to inform them more. We need to be a kinder, big society, David Cameron says. We need to be a kinder society, look out towards each other. But getting things, if we live from the material and get stuff, it leads to a me, 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 my and I. It's focused about, and we lose sight of, so if we live for the material, we lose sight of the spiritual. This is how dangerous it is. For Christians even. If we focus on me, we lose sight of God and others. Third thing, it feeds greed as opposed to need. Things consume. You know, our society grows and prospers by us making more things and buying those things. So we've got to get got to keep having more, 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 more all the time. That's why we chuck it all away. That's why we've got so much rubbish around. That's why we are, we, they say recycle more. Just, it's got this idea that what happens is the third thing. So if the first thing it makes us material, it leads to a focus on the material. Second thing, it leads to a focus we lose on me, and we lose sight of God and others. And the third thing is that we start to focus on greed rather than need. I'm going to share a story of how this creeps up on us in a minute. Because you might say, how dare you say I'm greedy? How dare you? I can actually hear it screaming out in the atmosphere. How dare you say I am greedy? The society in which we live feeds less need, more on greed. Get, 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 more, 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 more. And finally, although not definitively, it, it, it leads to a living for here and now. Eat, drink and be merry. Live for the moment. It makes us live now. This is, a, this is as good as it gets. You know, it's chucked away after the, all of this. And so it makes us begin to live for the moment. Live now. That's why um, the government are saying, you know, need to put more away for your future. We're living longer. Don't just live for now. What about next week, tomorrow, next year, and in 40 years' time? And it makes us live less. It, in, in other words, we begin to lose focus of, we lose focus of from the eternal. It's really frightening. We live in an age... We live in an age where people live for the moment and don't focus on the eternal. Two or three hundred years ago, people focused much more on eternal values. Even if they weren't Christians, they think about greater things. Now we focus more on 
me. Now, next thing. So it's toxic. It's really now for faith, for vibrant, living, alive, Jesus here today, yesterday, today, forever and tomorrow, and living for God, that's consumerism. What I've just described there is a consumer culture. It's a spirit, if you want to call it, or an ethos, or a, or a way of life, or a way of thinking that is really, really toxic to our faith. Pope, Pope Francis, he said this in August 2013. He, was, he gave a message I'm not one for often quoting the Pope, so, so, uh, don't, so don't panic. Some of you might be panicking, thinking, you know, quote Jesus but not the Pope. But um, this is what he said. Pope Francis gave a homily, a sermon, um, and he spoke out against consumerism. And this is what he said, very briefly. He said this. Um, he said, it, consumerism is a poison that threatens true happiness. That is, experiencing God and his love. He actually stood up and said that. Consumerism, this living for the moment, material, here and now, yourself, not God or others, and not the eternal, not the love of God. He said it, it kills, it's poison. He said it's a poison. What a brave man. A lot of people would slag off the Pope, as it were. What a brave man to actually come up and say that. But um, it's toxic. And it's one of the soul toxins, consumerism. That, it, this... It's one of the soul toxins, I feel. Um, now, you might be saying, well, look, it's not me. That's not affecting me. Well, it's a bit like this. Let me give you a little illustration of how it affects us. It's gradual. It's insidious. It's gentle. And then it comes up, creeps up, and it kills your faith. But it comes over a length of time. And you see it in church, and you see it in the Western, and you see it with Pentecostals. We're consumer Pentecostals. You see it with Baptists, because they're consumer Baptists. You see it with Anglicans. I'm going to say them all because somebody might listen on the internet now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we could go on, right? This consumer stuff. Um, in our house, we've started to get ants coming in our house. I know. A few ants here and a few ants there. And everyone in our household, bar me, is freaking out because there's, a, there's, a, there's one ant on the carpet or there's an ant on the table. So I had to sort out the ants. Now, I can't sort out the ants because I can't find them. I don't know where they're coming from. You know, sometimes, you know, sometimes in, in, when, you, when you find the ants coming from a certain place in your house. So what I did was, I went into town. You might want to cover your ears up now if you, if you like to be kind to the animals. But I went into town and I bought some ant killer. Not, not just the variety that you go and spray them. But this is the strategic variety that you put out these little ant traps. Dave, got nothing. I know you put out rat traps. Well, I've been putting out ant traps. And... Um, there's these little ant traps. You know what they're like? They've got these little, hole, these little ant traps with little holes around the side. And there's bait in the middle. Enough bait. And it's attractive to ants. Makes them go wild. They go after it. Uh, and what happens is the ants will be attracted to the bait. The worker ants ingest the bait. That sounds good, doesn't it? They come along. They will crawl into this stuff because they're attracted to it. They ingest the bait. They then go back to the colony, wherever that is pass it on to the queen bee and all the other the queen bee <laughs> oh I just blown it it doesn't sound so good now does it the queen the queen ant and all the other ants and they pass it on and what happens is after about a week the toxic toxin begins to build up 
I hope they don't explode. You make me feel really bad now, Linda. I feel really awful. Hopefully they don't explode. But now. Is there? Oh. You hear what David said, there's an antidote for it. And I go, is there? The worst thing is, I go, is there? <laughs> now the moral of the story is this it's really interesting we the workers don't worry I'm not a communist but we the workers um, imbibe this toxin of consumerism the thing is it builds up in the system it becomes part of life and it builds up and it builds up and as a Christian it begins to kill off your prayer life if we call a revival meeting and say we're going to pray for everyone, well, you don't even get that these days. You might, you might fill a meeting. But if you say we're going to pray about something, it's a different world. What it does, this toxin of consumerism, of getting material right now, me, what I think, what I want, this toxin builds up. And all the little workers pass it on one to another. And what it does, it builds up in the spirit. And it, what it does, it begins to nullify the things of the spirit the love of Jesus. No wonder Pope Francis says it's a poison that hinders the love of God, the experience of the love of God in the hearts of men and women and mankind. And that's how it works. That's how, and that's why we've got to rid ourselves of the toxin. We've got to do something about it. We've got to counteract it. We need the antidote, as Dave said. So how are we going to do that then? With this we finish. What can we then do? Because it's a bit doom and gloomy otherwise. Because... Um, we're all doomed, as it were. Well, there's some things that we can do. Two things. We need to change our focus and then feed on something that is good. Focus and feed. Two simple things. Focus and feed. Focus, first of all. Because our focus is being taken away. And it, we are being intoxicated. We are we're just like those ants that go after the bait. So too. It's me. What I want now. Living in the material. But we want what Jesus wants we want his will living in the spirit living for God being alive that's what I want I said I determined to follow Jesus really want to follow Jesus this year like I've never followed him before so so the first thing is focus then focus this is what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6 if you've got your Bible turn to this it's an amazing verse you'll know it very well Matthew 6 33 it's about the kingdom of God and what we what do we focus on this is the antidote This is it. This is it, folks. Matthew 6, verse 33. Jesus said this. Seek first his kingdom, that's God's kingdom, and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Focus. Focus. Seek. Seek first. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well the context of that if you read the rest of that passage people were so, Jesus was saying don't be worried about what you need you know your food your livelihood the father feeds the birds of the air he clothes the ground and uh, the grass he said but then he goes on to say this See, then he says this on that context people worried and anxious about life what they needed that's what they needed let alone our greed he then said this but what Seek first his kingdom and righteousness. What is the kingdom? It's the love of God. Now we live. The New Testament, the New Covenant is in, written in our hearts. The law of love of Jesus Christ 
written on our hearts. The love and the, the king, living for God, living for the kingdom, the rule of God, the law of God, the rule of love. That's the only law that we have today. The love of God and the grace that he gives us is now written within the very center of our being. And that's our attention. Our focus is on the kingdom of God, the rule of God, the presence of God, the, the values of the kingdom of love, forgiveness, peace, justice, mercy, holiness, grace, hope in God, forgiveness, living for Jesus Christ. That's our focus. We live in an upside down world. It's the other way. It's live for yourself. Get all you can. But we and we just, and so the antidote, as it were, is focus, focus, focus. The second thing I said was to feed. So we're to focus on the kingdom. Focus on Jesus. The King of Kings, the King of the Kingdom, who brings the law of love into our hearts and to live for Him, to follow Jesus. And the rule and law of God, the laws of God. We, Jesus said, you, you, can, you can hear them, but it's those that hear and do them and hold my commands. He said that again and again and again in their lives. So that's our focus. Second thing is feed. So, you know, this is something in our lives, isn't it? To focus, to refocus. Um, I think a lot of revival comes to the church as we refocus our hearts and lives on, on the values of who Jesus is. Second thing is to feed. Feed your heart. David was a man after God's own heart. It's interesting that Psalm 69, he says, for your, the zeal of your house consumes me. Psalm of David, zeal for your house consumes me. Be consumed. Don't be a consumer, but to change our focus. Now feed if we're going to feed on anything, oh, we're going to have things. I'm not saying we don't have things, but let's determine to change our focus on the kingdom, the values of God. Is that God? Is that you, Lord? And now to feed, feed our hearts. David is a man who said, your zeal for your house consumes me. Be, in other words, consumed by God. Uh, the idea of the house of God, uh, the house of God, it wasn't just it's like you be consumed by the church, the building. The house of God was the place of God for the Israelite people. It's the place where God is. This church is named Bethel Primitive Methodist Church originally. It means house of God. The house of God was the presence, the place of God. And what David was saying is, where you are, God, wherever you are, that's what consumes me. Consumed for you. And they equated the temple, the place, the tabernacle, and the temple as the place where God was. And it was the zeal for God and his presence and the place that he was and is. In now today, zeal for God, his presence and his purpose in our lives and hearts and in the world around us. That's our desire. We're to be consumed with that desire and in our hearts and in our lives. So how are we going to do that? How are we going to do that? Simply like this. Uh, word and spirit. You know, on the road to Emmaus in Luke chapter 24. So how are we going to feed this consuming desire, this consuming passion for Jesus and for the presence of God in our lives? As we change our focus, we begin to feed and our hearts begin to be filled with him. By word and spirit, in Luke, you don't have to turn to this, but in Luke chapter 24, verse 32, two disciples on the road to Emmaus, a town called Emmaus, said this when Jesus spoke. He said, did not our hearts burn within us when he, he talked with us and opened up the scriptures to us? It's in Luke 24, verse 32. Two disciples, on the, after the resurrection of Jesus, they were despondent. It's often a, a, an Easter Sunday message about burning desire but um, two disciples how did they restore their desire their passion their heart the consuming fire of God's presence it says this 
they, it says, did not our hearts burn within us when, we, when he talked with us and opened up the scriptures to us? When he, that's Jesus, presence of Jesus, and he opened up the scriptures to us. The word of God is living and active, divided joints and marrow, soul and spirit. We are encouraged to let the word of Christ dwell in us richly. Oh my word, I'm discovering something fresh. I shared that um, with someone just a couple of days ago, uh, struggling with something. And I said, just, just kingdom. Your kingdom will come when the word, when what Jesus says dwells within our hearts richly. It's living and active. The word living and active, it says there, I think it's in Hebrews, isn't it? John will probably put me right on this one. It's somewhere in Hebrews, isn't it, John? Do you know when it, where it is in Hebrews? Why well, can do if you want. Go on and do it, John. John will find it. Look, but the way it says the word is living and active, it means operative, alive. And um, so, folks, focus on the values of the kingdom. Feed our hearts. We're going to do that through the word of God. The word of God did not our hearts burn within us when he opened up the scripture to us. That would have been the Pentateuch. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers and Deuteronomy. Woe betide us if that's all it was for us today. We've got so much more. Thank the Lord for that. I mean, I'm not saying it's bad, but we need, we've got so much more today. But um, of the love and the goodness of God. So look, folks, I'll tell you something. It's amazing. Let the word... Get, your re- get reading, whatever that means to you. So, but also spirit, word and spirit go together. So our hearts burned, passion consumed. They were consumed with a burning sense of hope, love, forgiveness, direction. They lived not just for the moment, but for eternity in the palm of Jesus' hand. And that's what we can do too. When we change our focus, focus on the kingdom, the word of God will help you focus Second and second and final thing that we're looking to feed, feed on the word, but feed on the spirit in Ephesians, you'll know it well, 5 and verse 18. Be filled with the spirit. Don't get drunk on wine, but be filled with the spirit. In Galatians 5, 25, since we live by the spirit, let us keep in step with the spirit. Let us keep in step with the spirit. Be filled with the spirit. Did not our hearts burn within us when he opened up the scriptures to us? And we're encouraged to be filled, be continually influenced by the person of the Holy Spirit. Wow. Feed, consumed. Do not just expect to be zonked by the finger of God, as it were, and, and, we be, and we buzz with electricity because all of a sudden God's come out of nowhere. That's not the only way. He might touch you that way. He might come that way. And he might turn up that way. And I don't doubt that that can happen from time to time. But we're called to feed on the presence of God through the Word and through the Spirit. It's amazing as we let the Word of Christ, let the Word of Christ dwell in our hearts richly and be completely, fully influenced continually what it means then Ephesians it is be continually always 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 let yourself be influenced by the Holy Spirit always 24-7 24-7 be influenced let the Holy Spirit influence you and influence your heart now as we change our focus and we feed this way focus and feed no wonder David could say King David 
Zeal for your house consumes me. Zeal for your presence. He was consumed, not a consumer. Do you want a revival? Do you really want a revival? We are in the revival right now. We feed. Be consumed. Be consumed by him. Not just by. And so we can read. So we can deal with the toxin. We can deal with the do- toxin. We can deal with the toxin of consumerism as we focus and we feed. Let's pray. I find the values of the kingdom. What was that verse, John? Hebrews 4.12. The word of God is living and active. The word active means operative, alive. The word of God is live, it's living. It's amazing. You start to read the Bible. You start to read the word of God for yourself. Daily readings are good. Uh, Every Day with Jesus, uh, UCB, these are great. They're good, and I encourage you. But also get hold of your Bible and start to have a, a read. And then open your heart to the Holy Spirit at the same time. Continually influence. Amazing things happen. We begin to have a heart. And it says of David, he's a man after God's own heart. Feed, feed, focus. Oh Lord Jesus, we open up our hearts to you right now. How good it is as we come before you. We thank you for the world in which we live, the freedoms that we have, the great things that are made in our nation and around the world and things that we can buy. I'm not against those things, but Lord, that attitude and atmosphere that says, get all you can, buy all you can, do it for you, do it yourself. That type of live for the moment, live for the day. Uh, we just pray that you, we come before you right now. We want the values of the kingdom, the values of your love. We seek first you, Jesus. Oh, that your word would dwell in our hearts richly, Lord Jesus. And Holy Spirit, that you, we allow ourselves to be fully influenced by you. You that are at work within us. You're here right now. You're in our hearts and lives right now. We pray that as we let the word of Christ dwell in us richly, may it be rich and alive and active. Oh, we pray. I pray, Holy Spirit, for people right now that they might be living and active. And Holy Spirit, thank you that you want to just influence us so fully. We say, have your way in my life. Have your way. Have your way. Now I'm not telling anyone to have to do anything. We're called to feed and focus on him as Jesus Christ. So if you can do that, then do that. We're just gonna sing we're just gonna sing sing something together right now. The guys would just come, that'd be great. And while they do, let's just stand together, shall we? And let our focus and let our hearts continue just to be open to him. And if that's you right now, if you want to detox your soul, embrace the values of the kingdom, embrace Jesus right now. Open our hearts. Turn our eyes on Jesus. Focus on him. Let the King of glory in. Holy Spirit, have your way.